Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In this week's podcast, Jesus climbs to a high place so good that his disciples don't ever want to leave it. I tell a Holy Shenanigans story about the transformative power of friendship. And special guest Sarah shares her ponderings about the transfigurative power of love in her reflection on three and a half questions about love. Get ready for some transfiguration. You never know where it might just show up. Have you ever visited a place so wonderful that you never wanted to leave? Over the past few weeks, I am incredibly thankful to say that COVID rates in my part of the world are dropping and that some experiences of normalcy as I knew it pre-pandemic are beginning to return. A few of those normal things that I've been able to take part in over the past few weeks are a lunch, a worship service, an awards event. All of it seemed surreal. I went to places and with vaccinations and a mask on my face, I was able to be with people in the same room. As I stood with a small group of family and friends, we all remarked, wow, we are with people. We are peopling with people. It was wonderful. It was rejuvenating. And a part of me didn't want to leave the space made wonderful by the simple human action of people being together. This week's Bible story is called The Transfiguration. It is the account of Jesus going to a high place to pray with few of his disciples at the top of the mountain, and something spectacular happens. While he was praying, the appearance of Jesus' face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep. But since they'd stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. 
Just as they, the two men, were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And not knowing what he said, while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. Oh, Peter, I think I know a little of what that moment of wonder might have felt like. How amazing would it have been to be witness to this sort of God family reunion with Moses and Elijah? Their faces are shining. A voice from heaven speaks. Peter, John, and James get to be the plus ones at a fantastic party. Why would you ever want to leave? They see Jesus in a new and amazing way. Oh, I hope that shine stays forever. But the shining fades. And Jesus and the disciples will not speak of this fantastic moment as they walk back into the valley of life that awaits them. There are no photos captured. There are no party favors. Just the memory of Jesus, transfigured, standing with Moses and Elijah, and a voice from heaven saying, Listen to Jesus. And go into the valley they do, into the world so in need of healing and hope and connection. Jesus is immediately asked to heal a child plagued with seizures and distress, and Jesus heals him. While there's a transfiguration on the top of the mountain in this story, I see a second one. I see transfiguration in the healing of this child. In that time, an illness like he lived with was a sentence of isolation from community for the child as well as the child's family. In this act of healing, Jesus transfigured the life of the child as well as his family and community. While Peter had wanted to abide in that beautiful moment, and I certainly don't blame him, Jesus teaches that blessing of abiding and community is needed even more in the valleys, in the everyday circumstances of life. The transformative power of love is not sequestered to mountaintops or banquet halls. The power of God's love is here with us, dwelling with us, in us, and making us more a community than we ever thought possible. Which brings me to a holy shenanigans story about the transformative power of unexpected friendship and love. I was on a run on a hot summer day and I came across a realty sign in a quiet neighborhood. There was a lot with a cute little Cape Cod house. I wasn't serious about house hunting, but something prompted me to give the number a call. There was no answer, so I left a message. Later that day, the agent called me back and explained that the sign was for the lot, but not for the house. I thanked her and expected the conversation to end there, but somehow we kept chatting. We did not talk on the phone that day like we were strangers. There was an ease to the conversation. She talked a bit about her life. I talked a bit about mine. I shared what I might be looking for in a house, and then she agreed to keep an eye out for me. From time to time, she would text me listings, but the houses just didn't seem to be the focus of our conversation. 
even when we tried to make it so. After several months of texting, I reached out to look at a place that I thought could be wonderful or potentially awful, but I needed to see it to find out. So I set up an appointment and met up with the agent. We met at the property with flashlights in hand, and immediately I felt we were on some like Scooby-Doo adventure together. Does this property come with ghosts? And Sarah laughed heartily. Sarah has a wonderful laugh. We checked out the old cottage, and it was cool, but it required more work and more skill than I had to repair or give time to. So I thanked the agent, and that should be where this story ends, but it didn't. We stood outside of that old cottage and had a wonderful conversation. Even when we were trying to talk about houses, it seemed like we couldn't help but talk about our lives. We talked about life, the universe, and everything. And while the house was a no, I felt like I needed to ask her another question. I asked her shyly, will you be my friend? I don't know the last time as an adult I have asked that question. But Sarah smiled, and Sarah said yes. In the short time since that adventure of Scooby-Dooness at the old house, there have been cups of coffee, birthday celebration, sharing of Christmas gifts, and a hilarious text thread that is still going strong. It turns out that my gut instinct was right. I wasn't really looking for a house. What I was looking for was a friend. And it just took calling a realty sign phone number to find a new friend. And so here is my once real estate agent, now friend Sarah, to share her answers on three and a half questions about love. What do I love about being me? I feel like my own best friend. So I am with me all the time. Uh, So I love everything about being me, uh, as much as it frustrates me sometimes. I love how I can surprise myself, know myself, still mess up the same things over and over, uh, or get things perfect without even thinking about it. I love my ability to reinvent myself while staying exactly who I am. Who do I love? I think that question has a timepiece. And I wonder what my 20-year-old self or my 60-year-old self would have as a dancer. Today, my kids are the answer. Today, everyone in my life is the answer. I have been creating this very intentional network of people in my life, allowing connections to fade, shining a light on others, being open to the experience of new people. So I love them all, from my crazy neighbors to a lover to friends to family. What do you love to do? I love to engage with people. I think everyone is so unique that it's impossible to know everything about someone. So I enjoy seeing what I see seeing how people reveal themselves to the world. I also love to journal. It's my creative love, and I do it daily when I first wake up. If I could share one message of love with the world, what would it be? I've always loved M. Scott Peck's definition of love, which is the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. 
That is how love feels to me. That love provides this honest sight that allows one to be true to themselves. That love is growth. That love creates growth. Whether love is present for a day or a lifetime, it it is a connection uh, and soul alignment. Love and friendships can take on many forms, can't they? For me, a realty sign didn't find me a house, but it found me a friend. Love found me a friend when I really needed one. In this gospel lesson, I am trying to listen to Jesus tell us that transformative love needs to happen in the valleys. The mountains are already glorious enough. Love is needed in the everyday. Friends are needed in the everyday. Have you recently befriended someone? It is a good question to consider, and I encourage you to ask it of someone. I invite you to try it. Ask the question, will you be my friend? You might be surprised by the transfigurative and transformative answer of love. The following prayer by Thomas Merton is one that I think most realistically resembles my life. There have been lots of twists and turns and roads and high mountains, as well as low valleys. These words always seem to help me find my way and remind me of the transformative power of love, love of friends, love of family, and the lavish love of God. I hope this prayer is one that fits your journey this day. I hope this prayer is a good friend to you. Whether you are on a high mountain or a low valley, this prayer is a reminder that love is with you. My Lord God, I have no idea of where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following you does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always though I may seem to be lost in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Love is transformative and transfigurative. It isn't just on mountaintops. It is in valleys. It is especially in the valleys. May friendship meet you where you are today. May it show up in crazy ways like a realty sign or something even simpler. Maybe all you need to do is to ask, will you be my friend? I'd like to be yours. Let's be friends. I am your holy shenanigans muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for holy shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down all in the name of love. 
This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing. Thank you, Sarah, for your answers to three and a half questions about love. And to our always sacred and never stuffy listening audience. Thanks for supporting our ongoing holy shenanigans. If you have a holy shenanigans story that you would like to share on this podcast, or if you'd like to answer three and a half questions about love, please drop us an email at holy shenanigans podcast at gmail.com.